0: We'll <laughs> Hly Eagles podcast on a Thursday late morning. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman back together in studio. We had our pre-show kiss. We're ready for the show. Big game on Sunday, Zach. Eagles-Cowboys, the first of this brutal six-game stretch. Eagles get a bye after this, but arguably the most important of these six games is on Sunday.
1: It took you 12 seconds to make me uncomfortable. I thought it was going to be like 38 seconds, so you actually hit, hit the under. Good work. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh, the most important game Sunday, B?
0: What, what are you talking about? I'm saying this could be – this is maybe the most important of the six games.
1: Oh, I th- okay. I thought you were referencing
0: um, something else there. Yeah, I would agree. This no is the, idea what you're talking about. This is
1: the division – this is a division game. So okay. as they say, counts two in the standings, right? Yeah,
0: sure. I appreciate you mansplaining how uh, <laughs> the schedule works, yeah.
1: Um <laughs> And I, I I don't know if I would say it's like the the biggest game, but it's the most important game. It's the most important well, game. Well, every the most important game is, is always the next, next game. game. Yeah, oh, sure. That that much I agree with. But over this six game stretch, the most important game because of the distance it could potentially give you in the NFC East and winning the division is obviously getting the top seeds. The most important thing, but winning the division is critical because you get a home playoff game. Otherwise, you're on the road and it's a much more challenging path. So, I I do think this is the most important of these six games. But I also agree the next game is the biggest game, and that Super Bowl rematch is probably the most fun game.
0: I I don't even know if that's true. I feel like the Niners game is maybe the most has the most juice. That's true. I think that game has the most juice, but. In terms of the actual like percentages and the logistics of the Eagles Super Bowl path, yeah. I think this game probably is maybe the most important. It's either this one or the other Dallas one because, as you said, if you win the division, you're going to be the one or the two seed. If you don't win the division, you're going to be the five seed. And there's obviously a huge difference in terms of your chances of getting to the Super Bowl, if that's the case. The Chiefs game, the Bills game, those are AFC games. They count a little bit less. So, uh, obviously, this is, this is huge. What is your level of excitement? You were at the no- Novacare Complex yeah. yesterday. Any different buzz? I know that Nick Sirianni is downplaying it a little bit, but in the locker room, what was the, uh, what was the pulse?
1: So, the, the team is actually taking on that, that similar sentiment that Sirianni expressed, which is, like, not to enlarge this game. Uh, they took that approach two years ago, as we discussed on yesterday's show, with Sirianni wearing the Beat Dallas shirt. And this is not the the path that uh, they're taking as far as, like, talking points. It's very much every game's a big game. You know, Jalen Hurts uh, said the same thing. Like, like he he would not enlarge this Dallas game. I asked Jalen, actually, about Jerry Jones saying that the Cowboys would have taken him. And he's like, eh, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. So, I, I like his answer week I mean, everybody one. Everybody
0: gets to say that, yeah. I
1: like his answer week one better which is a lot of people were saying that was, that that, was, that would have happened and that was of course going into the New England game.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a better answer. Steve Clef texted you? No. Okay.
1: Well, I I'm trying to engage the audience, Bo.
0: Okay, this is this okay, is but part of Also is, keep in mind the audio listeners who will be listening to this later in the fact and for them to for them to hear you say steve clef texted you what are they gonna think we're talking about they don't know who steve clef is they don't know that he's a guy so i in was the about chat to explain with an the- avatar of a of some weird uh lady uh like hentai thing okay, going on so let i don't me, know what that is let me but- explain
1: this but first off doing a show in 2023 often requires engaging the audience one of the great things about PHLY is our community building so here we have loyal viewers who are watching us at 11:34 he might be on the west coast he might it might be you know 8:34 where he is and I, I don't know where Steve lives, but Steve saw you looking at, at your text because my point about the locker room actually wasn't that important to you. You were
0: playing. I was listening. I was <laughs> listening. I am capable of doing two things at once. I don't know that you are. When when Logan Ohop gets traded, you totally tune out. But I am capable yeah. of listening. Yeah. I heard what you said. I was also getting texts because uh, Shil Kapadia and Marissa Morris are very upset that I told them that somebody was mean to and you the, at the Novacare no, Complex I, yesterday. That's that very a, much that on the radar. <laughs> Bo, 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 bo. First off, some things are off the record. Number one, it's certainly I
1: not it meant—certainly not meant for discussion on, on on said show. And I also think you overstated what occurred. But <laughs> I mean, in any event, let's 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 let's, let's talk Eagles Cowboys.
0: Okay, let's talk Eagles Cowboys. We got a lot to get to in this show. Uh, I want to sort of finish up the the conversation from yesterday on the sliding doors of mm-hmm. Nick Sirianni versus Josh McDaniels. Uh, I was lying in bed last night, and you know, as you're supposed, I don't know where this is going. As you're supposed to do, you know, to get a nice, healthy I gotta sleep.
1: gotta laugh at a coach. That's the first time I gotta
0: laugh. <laughs> that is the first time you gotta laugh. Um, you know, healthy sleeping habits, you're always supposed to be scrolling Twitter right before you go to sleep. That's what I was doing. Uh, and I saw a video of Rasul Douglas meeting his teammates in Buffalo for uh. the first time, which sort of sparked a. Uh, a, a like a thought process in my mind that stopped me from falling asleep. But I, I might like to have a Rasul Douglas conversation a little bit later in the show. We've got our weekly draft to talk about. We're going to talk about the Cowboys offense against the Eagles defense. Lots to get to. So lots of show. Let's, let's just un- unpack this
1: poll talk as, as the truth says. What time was, was this happening? I think this was about uh,
0: 11.
1: Okay. And so did you have the TV on? Like, were you watching the World Series? Did you want to see the final out?
0: I did not. Okay. Uh, now, I was, I was doing one more night sequestered upstairs okay. with Casey because he's, he, he, he was not fully feeling it last night. Uh, so I was going to give him one more night of, of, of extra attention. Um, so I was, I was alone in bed and uh, no TV in that room. So uh, I didn't particularly care to watch the end of, of that game. Well, not a lot of juice for Rangers, Diamondbacks. How about you?
1: I had that on. Once
0: I found out that no hitter yeah. was over, you know. Yeah,
1: I had that on in the background. I was doing work last night. You uh, famously
0: fall asleep with the TV on. Always, yes. Emily doesn't mind. No, she's sound asleep. Okay. Point.
1: I was I was doing work at that hour. Uh, I was, it's a little book writing that I'm, I'm plugging away at here. And, or I shouldn't say a little, a lot of book writing that I'm plugging away at here. Um and are you writing in bed? No, no, no. I was in the oh, okay. room where, where you saw us do our show yesterday. Yes. Uh, and then I went in, in the bed around midnight and uh, put on the morning show and fell asleep.
0: So. so even if you are coming into bed and Emily is asleep, you will then come in and turn on the TV?
1: Well, so we're, we're really talking Eagles Cowboys here, huh? I, I, I did walk myself into this. Uh, no, she will have it on. So it's, it's, it's usually on Okay, like Bravo. And so it's I'll how she it.
0: prefers to fall asleep as well. Yes, correct. Okay. And The Morning Show, huh?
1: The Morning Show, yeah.
0: How ironic. Because I'm a journalist? No, that's not what irony <laughs> means. I'm talking about because you're putting on a show called The Morning Show to fall asleep to. Gotcha. Okay. Do you watch? <laughs> I do not. Okay, <laughs> I think you might like it, Bo. Yeah, maybe it would put me to sleep. Some questions about journalism ethics. Yeah, well, we were just talking about we were that. Just talking before about the that. show started. <laughs> uh, anyway, my Russell Douglas. Here's my Russell Douglas. Yeah, let's take. hear what a. I mean, what a what a fascinating career Russell Douglas has had, and what an interesting like uh, case study in life in the NFL. The guy comes in third round pick. He starts five games for a Super Bowl champion. You know, he's a real part of that team, and then from there. It's like a bit of a disappointing career in Philly is he gets released before his fourth season spends a year in Carolina next year. He gets, uh, he gets whacked by three different teams before even playing a game. He's on the Cardinals practice squad when the Packers bring him on over, all of a sudden he becomes like a huge player. The key to their defense, this like game changing guy, is getting traded for a third round pick, like the same price as chase young. He's going to Buffalo as a, as a savior, he's still only 28 years old. He's lived, a, he's lived a full life in the NFL. What a story. And a great Wolfson. And like, this is part of the Rasul angle for me. Uh, always carried himself like he was an, a really, really good player. And always thought that it like um, he had that pathological confidence required of that yes. position where the suggestion... That he would not, that he is not a starting caliber corner is like offensive to him. And both from a like a journalist perspective, but also like the coaching staff perspective, like the idea that he didn't deserve to be out there was insane. And like you sort of need that confidence to be able to carry you through all of those different stops. Like the reason that he has had this career is because of that unbelievable confidence. And I think that that's like a good just NFL player. Story like that's you need that well said, agree there. And in
1: addition to that, players often know, and he is one of these guys who is like beloved by his teammates or like really respected by his teammates. I saw a tweet from Chris Long the other day saying uh, he's he's biased, but he he loves Rasul, right? Um, there are he's he's someone who, because the way he practiced, he was a tough guy, uh, he was very much, like, ingratiated within the locker room. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see the career that he's built for himself uh, because, you I know— I I, I also—I I respect the way people, you know, respond to adverse situations, right? I mean, he was down in, in, in his career, like you said, bouncing from team to team, and uh, caught on with the Packers, took advantage of the opportunity, be, earned a big contract, and now he's going to a team that's in the Super Bowl push, and he's going to play a huge role— for that Bills team.
0: You know what's funny? I was also thinking, because I think of that Bills team as having a lot of Eagles connections because Sean McDermott's yeah. the head coach. But uh, there's only one guy on the roster who he he was teammates with in Philadelphia. Do you know who that was? Ryan Bates. Ryan Bates. He, Do you think Rasul remembers being teammates with no, Ryan Bates? I doubt it. Uh, Ryan Bates was only there for a summer. Probably stuck s- s- stuck to the O-line. Do you I think Ryan Bates know? introduces himself to Rasul like, hey, remember me? Rasul, my man.
1: Maybe so, Um, you know, it it reminds me actually. But it's so uh,
0: funny, like they were they were brief teammates for that summer. Right. And back then Rasul was fighting for a job uh, as a backup. And Ryan Bates was about to get traded because he was a nobody to the Eagles. And now Ryan Bates is like their sixth offensive Mm -hmm. lineman. He's a big player. And Rasul is is the savior coming in. They just traded a third round pick for this guy.
1: Have you ever heard Jason Kelsey's Vince Young story? He said it on his... I'll I think give, he
0: has a few Vince Young stars. Okay, well, I'll,
1: I'll give a shout out to to his show because they might need some
0: attention, right? <laughs> you didn't sell that one. <laughs> um, every like, every comment does not require a sell. Uh, yeah, I think it was you who left that iTunes comment, by the way. I don't uh, even know what iTunes comment <laughs> you're talking about. I so, don't read the iTunes comments. I did read a very funny YouTube comment from yesterday's show, though, that, says, that said, you read the comments more than Kenny Gain will.
1: I appreciate the audience <laughs> because you know, anyone who's taking time not just to watch or listen, but to actually like respond and give feedback, their opinion matters to me. Um, so anyway, so uh Jason Kelsey was telling the story to his brother that he was down in Houston for the Super Bowl, and he's at the club uh and Vince Young's there, and he's like, Oh, Vince Young was my teammate. Uh, I doubt he he, he he I I doubt he remembers who I am, but I got to go up and say hello. So he goes up, says hello. You know, you know, Vince, remember me? I played with you, and Vince is like, of course, Prince Selick. <laughs> you know, of course, Selick. That was, uh, oh, he thought that Kelsey, was, was, like, Selick. Kelsey was Selick. He's like, of course, I remember you, Selick. I always remember my, my guys. Oh, that's like funny. That. Yeah.
0: So uh, <laughs> Kelsey was cracking. I thought up there right was now. another story about Vince Young like teaching him uh, the right way to drink as a professional athlete during uh, the week or something like that. Kelsey, need help with that? I think, I think yeah. there was something to that. Yeah. The other thing, well, you mentioned it on the, uh, the players know thing. I think this is a, a part of what we were sort of talking about with Fletcher Cox the other day. Like a player's relationship with a position coach hmm. can turn things the wrong way with an organization. Big time. Big time. And that guy is not always the expert, right? Like the players probably do know better. Than the position coach. And I'm not saying that that was necessarily the case. You <laughs> take Corey Unlin shot? No, but I think like I thought Corey knew what he was doing. Sure. And I'm not I'm not blaming that on Unlin in Philadelphia, but like along the way, Rasul Douglas is a is a is a bristly guy who believes in himself. Yeah. I would imagine that there are times when he didn't exactly see eye to eye with the position coach. A guy doesn't want to put you out there then, and like you find the right situation, things can change. I just like uh this is it's a little bit like the Sirianni McDaniel's thing where there are a lot of things in the NFL that are context dependent. I don't know that Josh McDaniel's is like that. I think he's a pretty big independent variable, but just uh to the to the players no point like Fletcher Cox is all like he's all about that, right? Yeah. Where the guys in the locker room know the coaching staff is there to do their job, but that doesn't mean that they are the experts 100% of the time.
1: I also think that the Jim Schwartz defense which is from my view, an outstanding defense. Uh, it's a, it can it, it's sometimes not kind to corners, right? Leaves them on an island. You're playing single high safety, or at least in Philly, you're playing single high safety a lot of the time, and that's why you saw them more exposed to big plays than you know these decide defenses or you know uh, Jonathan Gannon defense.
0: Well, Zach Russell Douglas has traveled around the NFL so much, he's put a lot of tread on those shoes hmm. of his. That's a transition. Oh, you want me to read that? Okay. To the Drops by oh. Soul Savvy app, which makes it easier to keep up with all the latest news, releases, raffles, and sales in the sneaker world. It is your one stop shop for everything. Sneakers, they've got three key features that they want you to know about. One is the drop alerts, instant notifications. Never miss a release again. You'll get instantly notified whenever your size is available to buy. Number two, the free raffle management. Keep track of all the raffles that happen in sneakers with our raffle tracker. And number three, the release calendar. The accurate release calendar will keep you updated on releases that are upcoming. So whether you are a casual buyer or an all-out sneakerhead, Soul Savvy has something for you with all three different levels. The basic version, which is free, mobile plus, or premium. Sign up for Soul Savvy by clicking the links in the description below or by visiting links.soulsavvy.com slash p-h-l-y or head over to the app store and download the Drops by Soul Savvy app. Go ahead, Zach.
1: And let me tell you about my drive-in to work this morning. It was, it was pretty sunny out uh, and I made sure that I put on uh, sunglasses, right? And the best sunglasses to put on are Shady Ray sunglasses because I really like the polarized shades and Shady Ray's has those available for you gear up for the season ahead with quality shades built to last our friends at shady rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank shady rays is an independent sunglasses company and it offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair We've worn. There's durable frames and world class optics for all outdoor adventures. So, if you're into winter sports like Boa's, they're quick swap snow lenses, switch easily from full sun to low light. Don't let changing light conditions slow you down on the slopes when all you need is shady rays, sun goggles. I use shady rays not for the slopes, more for The sun and uh, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. How about that service? That is awesome. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back Long after your purchase. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back with personal and fast support. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out an amazing deal for the season. Go to shadyrays.com and use code PHLY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades, rated five stars by over 250,000 people.
0: All right, Zach, right now the Eagles are 7-1, and one, a game and a half up on the Cowboys, a game up on the Detroit Lions, a game and a half up on the Seattle Seahawks, and two games up over the San Francisco 49ers. This six-game stretch they have coming up, Dallas at home, then a bye, Monday night at Kansas City, who is also coming off a bye that, that week, home against Buffalo, home against the Niners, at Dallas, at Seattle. Right now, as we enter this six-game stretch, what is your prediction for their record for those six games?
1: Three and three.
0: You think they go three and three? Do you, have, do you want to go game by game? Let's do it. Okay.
1: Well, should I give my Dallas prediction? Yeah, I guess yeah, I mean, you, can,
0: you don't have to okay. you can give a more specific prediction yeah. tomorrow, but how you're thinking right now. You think win this week? Win this week against Dallas. Okay.
1: Cooper Rush isn't the quarterback, but I think they win this week.
0: Okay. At Kansas City? Lose at Kansas City. Home against Buffalo. Win home against Buffalo. Home against San Francisco.
1: Win home against San Francisco.
0: So then you have losses at Dallas and at Seattle. Yes. Okay. I think they I think they split the Dallas games. I want to take them to win in Kansas City, but but Andy Reid coming off the bye. I mean, that's tough. I guess I'll go Kansas City. I think uh I think they lose one of the two Buffalo San Francisco games, maybe the Buffalo game, beat San Francisco, and then I think they win in Seattle.
1: Okay. Seattle's so a tough I place also to think, play.
0: I also think three and three. Yeah, yeah, but also and coming off the the trip to Dallas, that's a tough yeah. that's a tough one. A lot of flying. Um is that good enough? Three and three. Would you feel good? I'd feel good about the
1: division. I wouldn't feel as good about the conference uh, because at that point, the best you could finish is thirteen and four. So which you probably would. those last three games are pretty easy. Um, they are. I mean Giants New York, Cardinals, Arizona, Giants.
0: at at Giants.
1: Yeah, so thirteen and four probably could, could get you the one seed. I don't know what the tiebreakers would be with the Lions. Uh, the Lions are winning games. Right they now. have
0: a very easy schedule. Exactly. That's- they like if you just look at the projected lines for the them the rest of the season, they have uh their next they're off this week. Next week they're at the Chargers, which is the only game that they are not favored in. And other than that, the only games that they're not really favored in is at New Orleans. Other than that, it's like Bears, Packers, yeah. Bears, Broncos, Vikings, who no quarterback Exactly. Now. now they do have at Dallas. I missed that in in week 17. So that game Will will probably be a big one at the end of the season. Week but. seventeen or week eight? week seventeen. Week seventeen. Okay. It's
1: and then the San Francisco game. already has
0: three losses, and they've got a few difficult yeah. games coming up too. So,
1: but it, and and look, we have ample time to get to this. I think thirteen and four probably gets it done. Gets
0: them the top seed. I think so. Okay. I mean that's that's what you're focused on. If, Although if, who knows what the tie, maybe maybe Detroit me. gets there. But yeah. Anyway, I, I, I think that's the state. And, and,
1: and I was going to say we have ample time to discuss this, but I'm not so worried about Detroit from the Eagles' perspective. I think the Eagles can go up there and stick it to the Yeah, Lions. I agree with that. Okay, but Dan sta- might those put this are the stakes. Up. I think. Yeah, Dan Campbell might put this Anything up. Anything below Lions three and
0: three, you're you're probably saying goodbye to the one seed. Yes. Anything better than three and three, you're feeling really good. Very. Good. You're Feeling like you're on a creative heater all of a sudden, and like you're Zach Berman in 2019. 2019. Yeah. And uh, three and three, you're you're treading water. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this matchup from the uh, Cowboys having the ball perspective, because. Uh, let's wait for the Eagles having the ball for tomorrow because then we'll have a better sense of whether Cam Jurgens is going to play because I think that matters here. But Dallas coming into this game, Zach, not a great offense over the, the course of the season. They've been better lately, uh, 17th in DVOA. And I think there have been some disappointing things for them. Tony Pollard has not been quite as uh, like ready for prime time. Now some of that has to do with the offensive line, which has been a little bit uneven um, CD lamb really productive when he's getting the ball uh, which but he has in recent weeks he, which he has in recent weeks they were having trouble getting him the ball uh, before then uh, Michael Gallup and Brandon cooks not really giving them the big play ability that they were hoping for I think the two of them combined just four catches of, of 20 plus yards um, Dak Prescott has been uneven but better of late right now he is I believe uh, seventh in EPA per dropback, no, he's sixth in EPA per dropback, uh, 11th in success rate, though. Um, what, what concerns you about this matchup? And I think is, is it fair to say that it's not quite like the Miami game where it felt like their strengths were the Eagles' weaknesses, and we know how Sean Desai handled that, but Dallas is really good throwing the ball over the middle of the field. Yeah. Dak Prescott is really good throwing the ball over the middle of the field. That is where the Eagles right now are not as strong. We'll see if, if Sean Desai has a plan.
1: Yeah, you framed it well there. And Dak historically has been awesome against the Eagles. Uh, he's he's eight and three in games that he started. I'll take out
0: two of those games because they were end of
1: season games.
0: Uh, and this right. is only the second time mm-hmm. that we're going to get a Dak versus mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts matchup head to head, and yeah. really the first time of Jalen Hurts being Jalen Hurts.
1: Yeah, um, but even like if you just look at at these games that, and, and I'll, I'll actually take out three of these games because uh, they've had three of these week, uh, of, of these end of season games when teams aren't playing their full sure. guys. But uh, in, in, in the game last year on, on Christmas Eve, I mean, Dak had 347 yards, three touchdowns, pass a rating of 124 against this defense. Uh, well, against a lot of this defensive personnel. I know the Eagles have had some changes. Um, 2021, he went 21 of 26, three touchdowns. Uh, I'm, I, and I'm, I'm taking out that five-touchdown performance then the season when the Eagles had their backups. Uh, and then you even go before the Sirianni era, and he always seemed to play well against the Eagles. So I, my exposure to the Dak, these all these games I've attended, uh, my, my exposure to the, the, the Dak is that he's a high-level player. CeeDee Lamb is a really dangerous receiver. They use him in the slot quite a bit. And quite a bit. The Eagles are still figuring out their slot situation here. Uh, so there's, there's a, a lot that Eagles are trying to – that kind of goes into this game that, that makes it a different type of, of, of matchup. I think they have some speed on the outside. Pollard, like you said, hasn't gone off the way he has last year, but I think I think he has that in him. And it's a, fam- it's a familiar opponent. Like they know the Eagles. So they know some of this personnel. They've played here before. They've won here before. Uh, so it, it is a, uh, it is a big game. It, like it is a tough game in that regard.
0: The CD land matchup is, is like what it's all about. I think.
1: So would you put Bradbury inside? So he goes up against CD or is, is that hurting? You know, is is that not maximizing Bradbury?
0: I think this is a game where you're going to see a lot of different stuff. Interesting. Um, okay. I think you're going to see slay in there at times, hmm. which he's, he did a little bit. Uh, which game was that earlier this season? Was it, um, was it Tampa?
1: Mike Evans, I think. I think, I think yeah.
0: that might be right. Um, he did, he's done that a little bit. Yeah, no, it was, it was Jefferson, it was Jefferson. It was Jeff- the Vikings game, that, right. he, he Jefferson. followed Jefferson inside. Yeah. And I think that that is the way that they're gonna approach this, is CD Lamb is their Justin Jefferson. And CD Lamb is by the number, I mean, he's the best slot receiver in the league. He's the only guy in the top 10 of uh, yards per route run who plays over 50% of his snaps in the slot. Keenan Allen is the only other guy in the top 10 in receiving yards who plays that much in the slot. This is where they put him. This is where they get advantageous matchups. This is This is where he wins, right? And I think that means you want to put Slay in there. I think you'll prob- you probably might even see Bradbury in there at times, too. I think you're going to see Eli Ricks there. I think you're going to see Sidney Brown there. Um, Sidney Brown, I think we, we didn't talk too much about that, that uh, like the film from the Washington game, and it wasn't great on defense. But like when, when, there, when it's a rundown, and this is like the Mike McCarthy predictability. Where he wants to try to run the ball, I think you will see Sidney Brown in there in early down sometimes because he's so good against the run from that from that nickel position. I think you'll see Eli Ricks. I think this is going to be throw a bunch of different stuff at Dak. Dak has never gone up against Sean DeSai. They're going to see if they can confuse him because uh, that offensive line, while it has this big name value recognition, they've been just okay this year. And I think if if the Eagles can confuse Dak just enough, they're going to have t- they're going to have the ability to get to get after him.
1: And Tyron Smith's status is important to monitor leading up to the game, too.
0: Yes, and what is that status?
1: Uh, so speaking to Mike McCarthy yesterday, uh, it sounds like you know they, he's he's going to be limited here, and, and there's nothing definitive, but uh, there's a chance he could play here.
0: Okay. Um, are you worried at all about Gallup and Cooks on the outside? Cooks is
1: someone who, like, the, the name... Uh, really resonates with me. Um I've seen him have high level games before. You've
0: seen him uh, get knocked stone cold.
1: By I was I was there. Yeah. I know you were. I wrote a book about it. I know. Yeah.
0: Um where could you buy that book?
1: Anywhere books are sold, Bill. Okay. Yeah. So Brandon Cooks uh, is not really putting the, the that he he's that production's not translating this season. Okay. So uh, he he does worry me though. Gallup has has had high level production before I actually, when I was watching them, you know who, who jumped out to me a bit?
0: Jake Ferguson. Jake
1: Ferguson. How'd you know I was going to say that?
0: I got a sense. I know, I know. I know what's going on in your head. What's that? You really don't know what's going on <laughs> in my head, Bo. I think I actually have a pretty good sense of what's going on in your head.
1: Uh, debatable. <laughs> debatable. Um, if you do, I'm worried for you. <laughs> uh, but in any event, Jake Ferguson, I like quite a bit. Um, I, I think he's popped more than I expected. Yeah, he's a good little player. He's not little, but he's a good player. Yeah, yeah. he's solid. Wisconsin, third-round pick.
0: I know. I liked him at the Senior Bowl. Flex? Yeah, big flex. Um, their running game, they have not really been able to get going too much. Pollard, um, 3.9 yards a carry at about the same volume as DeAndre Swift, who's averaging 4.9 yards a carry, even as a receiver where he's been really dangerous in the past, just middling. 6.8 yards uh, per reception, 178 total receiving yards. That's like a little bit better than DeAndre Swift has been. And, and Swift has been no specialty uh, as a receiver this this season. So um, I think Pollard has been like there was the the long time waiting for him to finally be the guy in the backfield. And, and it seems like his, his explosiveness is not all the way there like it was in previous years,
1: which surprises me, right? Because he's playing on the tag this year, correct? So yes. he's playing for a new deal. He was uh, s- such an explosive back last season. And I don't really like their running back depth. I, you know, I've, I I went through, watched a few games there. It's what Rico Dowdle. Am I pronouncing it correctly?
0: I believe you are. Okay. I thought he was a wide receiver though. Uh, Rico Dowdle. I, I could be wrong. Go ahead. Okay.
1: Now you got me worried. No, you're right. Okay,
0: Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. Are
1: you? But it's been Rico. It's been Rico in there. You got me really worried <laughs> that, I, that I in my notes. I had the wrong guy.
0: I was I guess I was thinking of Cavante Turpin.
1: How did you deflate the two? I'm curious.
0: They're both players on the Cowboys' offense. Gotcha. That, uh, okay. like, yeah,
1: Turpin's an electric returner. Yes, uh, and he's really going to challenge uh, the Eagles' special teams. But no, I, I think the big question in in this game. No, it's the big question in most games. But a can Eagles pass rush get home? Um, because that's I mean I, I think one thing you've seen, and I, I actually I should credit Kevin Byard. I was listening to Kevin Byard's interview before this. He said that uh, what they're getting is is some like quick early completions for Dak to get him in a rhythm. Whereas in the past, there were more downfield shots. Um, but I I think that if your pass rush can get home here and Jalen Carter in the interior is going to be a big part of this game I should say Jalen Carter uh, would have been a full participant in practice yesterday um, and uh, he's going to be a big part of that interior rush Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat have both been playing at a high level and then what the Eagles do in the slot and by the way this is the type of game that you traded for Kevin Byard uh, you know, you you, yes. you want that type of stability in the secondary. Reed Blankenship, even though he had the interception, uh, is coming off an inconsistent game against Washington. The Eagles need better play from him. But those safeties are going to be tested for sure.
0: Um, You mentioned it a little bit there. Dax, his air yards are way down this year. Uh, I think 27th in the league in air yards per pass attempt, not throwing it as deep. Um, but... He is still very good versus pressure, and and that's where like it's all about the Eagles getting home mm-hmm. um, and not just getting pressure on him. Both both Dak and Jalen Hurts are top five in the league um, against pressure, but they do it in different ways, right? There's that uh, uh, chart that was I think going around on Twitter today. I forget the guy's name, so I'm I'm, I'm apologizing for not crediting it. But it's like the the axeses of quarterbacks who are able to create time against pressure and also not get sacked. And like the three guys who are really good at both are Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes, um, which I think probably even undersells what Jalen Hurts does because it doesn't include scrambles, I think. Um, But Dak, is he'll just get rid of the ball and he knows where his his quick release is and he's able to throw it and get it out accurately. Um, He is second in the league in success rate Against pressure, we're all while well, Hertz is fourth, but Hertz is third in EPA per play against pressure. Dak is fourth. Um, so you know, Hertz is getting more big plays, obviously. But um, that's what it's all, it's gonna be all about. And this is like this is a big Jalen Carter game. Every game is a big Jalen Carter game. This is a big Josh Sweat game. We'll see if Hassan Reddit can make a big play. And then I do love we talked to Fletcher Cox about it, but like the you know, these these two old gladiators entering the arena again, like Fletcher Cox and Zach Martin, like here we go. Um just just another rodeo between the two of us. It's just it's kind of fun. Good
1: point. And Fletcher Cox, you know, I'm not just saying this because he was a guest on our show. he He has been playing at a high level this year. Uh, he's He's been consistent in terms of playing time, and he is gonna have to be a big part of that interior rush with Jalen Carter. Uh, so no, I, I think you proposed a good point there. Um, and I, I really like the, the distinction between the pressure and the sacks because the pressure isn't doing you any good if he's completing his passes.
0: You need to get Dak Prescott on the turf in this game. Yeah, I saw a, uh, a thing going around about how the, the Niners lead the league in pressures, hmm. which is pretty on brand for an organization that really likes to celebrate the fact that they were theoretically in position to finish the job.
1: That's a good joke there.
0: Thank I'll you. I'll sell that one. Yeah. Uh, just <laughs> When you say I'll sell that one, you are by definition not selling it. I'm literally selling so, I'm, I'm. I'm saying No, you're good. literally not. <laughs> <laughs> By saying you're selling it, you are revealing the fakeness of the sell. No, I'm saying that's a good one. That's that's like one that I'll I'll get behind. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what that means. Selling means it's fake. Uh chat, what do you think? Chat yes, that's what it means. If I'm no. selling it, no, because you can laugh. I... No, but you're making yeah, But then you're just laughing. No, because it could be
1: legitimately funny, but you're selling the joke, meaning that you want the person saying it to feel good. That like like his joke's getting recognized. No, but if you
0: are not authentically laughing, then it's not real. If no, you are authentically laughing, then you're not selling it. It's just what happened.
1: Yeah, no, but I'm saying there could be like a snicker, and then there could be uh, a uh, sticker? a snicker, oh a snicker, a snicker. Okay, do so I need to enunciate better? A snicker. Okay. You know, like you're at a comedy show. They say a funny joke. You're like, huh, yeah, that's good. But no, I'm selling it. I'm
0: making you. I'm but giving- if you are exaggerating it purposefully, that means that it's not authentic. <laughs> uh well, you, you're you <laughs> triggered by this. I'm just. I, I, we 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 always have this back and forth, and I want to I want to get to the heart of it. Steve cleff is with
1: you on this one. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah, Steve Big Clef- episode for Steve Clef. We're, <laughs> yes. we're going to retitle this when it goes on the audio feeds, the Steve Clef episode.
1: Yeah. Uh, SP Walsh says, saying you're selling it is the opposite of selling it. Okay. Yes. Uh, Matthew Klein says, I thought Zach was doing this to punish Bo.
0: There you go. I think, okay. I think the, uh, the, the wisdom of up. the crowd.
1: Yeah, yeah. As as you can see, Bo's uh, fan club is tuning in today.
0: All right. Uh, I think
1: they like the sweater vest.
0: If you want these, to. the these, these sweater shirt combo go to the game on yes. sunday zach you can go to the game time app because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater near you zach not a big theater guy we know that no not but not at all like why wait, wait what do you got like it <laughs> d- there's no threatening to your masculinity about saying you would wouldn't mind going to the theater
1: yeah i would rather uh not go to the like No. I, musicals. How often are you somewhere when they break out in the song? I, it just doesn't do it for me.
0: OK. Yeah. I'm sorry. There are, that is so at odds with so many of your other opinions. But you don't okay.
1: watch college football. I don't go to the theater. So. Okay.
0: You know, but I don't I also don't say I'm not going to watch college football because if I watch college football, it might make, might make me a little bit less manly.
1: That's not that at all. It's just a matter of my interest. I'm not spending three hours at a musical when I can watch college football. Oh my gosh, the kids at school are going to make
0: fun of me if they find out I'm watching college football on a Saturday. <laughs> bo- 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 bo. With killer right. deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. They've got easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get the images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. All right, Zach, it's time for the draft. Our weekly parsing of the two respective rosters heading into the game. Uh, We have moved on from specific players to entire position groups. Once again, we've got quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, tackles, interior offensive line, edge, defensive tackle, linebackers, corners, safeties, and special teams. Uh, I believe it's time for us to play Rock, Paper, Scissors. Two out of three, you ready? You're really thinking this through, okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Scissors beats paper for me, one, nothing. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Paper beats rock for Zach, one, one. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock and rock, Here here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Paper, paper, here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. My paper beats his rock. Two to one. I take the W. All right. That's okay. I actually think that there's a case to be made that uh, you're in a better position here because it goes one, two. And I don't think that there's a, an obvious place to go with the one here. But I do believe... Are you
1: changing the rules or are you gonna? You still going to stick to the one pick?
0: I mean, I'll stick, stick to the, the rules. rules. Okay. Um, I believe that... Uh, this is tough. But I think the biggest delta in this game... At a position that matters, hold on, very quickly, we're counting Micah Parsons as an edge, right? Not a linebacker? Correct. We're counting Micah Parsons
1: as an edge. We're counting Demarcus Lawrence and and Micah Parsons as the starting edge rushers for the Cowboys. Okay.
0: I think the biggest delta in this game at a position that matters is defensive tackle. Mm. I think the Eagles group of Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Milton Williams, even without Contavious Street, I think those guys are really good, and I think it's maybe the biggest weakness of this Cowboys defense. Uh, They don't get a lot of pressure from there. Osa Odigizua is a good player. He has three sacks on the season. None of their other defensive tackles have any sacks. Uh, They have been uh, a little bit porous against runs up the middle. Mozzie Smith, their first-round pick, has not really made a big impact in their run defense just yet. Um, I think if the Eagles are going to win this game, there's a good chance it comes from the defensive tackles. I'm taking the Eagles defensive tackles with the number one overall pick.
1: That's a good pick, and that would have been my top pick as well, and I think it's it's a credit to the way Jalen Carter is playing. Uh, the fact that he's going to be out there is big for the Eagles. Um, the rotation will be disrupted a little bit, or ch- I shouldn't say disrupted, changed a little bit after the, the Cantavius Street trade, so you might see a little more Moro Ajomo out there. Uh, Marlon Tupilotu, he's the backup nose. I really don't think his, his playing time is going to change much. Uh, but what I would do, frankly, is play more Milton Williams, play more. And and, and by the way, Milton Williams, is, he would have been limited at practice yesterday. We'll have a four a injury update um, after practice today. Maybe I'll do a, a YouTube short uh, when the report comes out. I look forward to it. Uh, to to give a little more insight there. But I, I would have gone defensive tackle as well. And I think that's going to be a big part of this game. Um, and... We'll get to the Cowboys' interior offensive line, too, but that's probably the strength of the Cowboys' offensive line.
0: I think that's probably Uh, right.
1: So it's kind of strength versus strength there.
0: Okay. Big opportunity for you here.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to go Eagles running backs now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I actually thought about making that joke, so good job (laughs) by you. Uh, You're going running back and linebacker. Yeah,
1: I I, I got ridiculed for (laughs) going running back (laughs) last week. So I I was sitting on that one. I, if if I got the number one pick, <laughs> if I got the number one pick, I was going to pull out the Eagles running back joke. Uh but then I was also there was a part of me like 8% of me was afraid that you would say, "Well, you you picked them, so that's your that's." Uh, the, you know. No, I
0: would never do that. Okay. Uh Now didn't that feel much better because I actually laughed? Yeah. Didn't you feel like you had made a good joke that way because it was an actually good joke and I laughed? That was a sell. No, it wasn't a sell. <laughs>
1: Okay. Um, I'm going here uh, with Eagles wide receivers. That's a sell. (laughs) Okay. Coach, uh, yeah, coach appreciates your sense of humor. Eagles wide receivers, as good as CeeDee Lamb is, Um, A.J. Brown is on a run here like, uh, well, it's historic, it's never happened. 125 plus yards, six consecutive games. While this show has been going on, he was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Month. Uh, I need to do my research to see when he last won that award. When I asked AJ Brown about winning Offensive Player of the Week award, he, you know, for the first time in his career, he insisted to me that he's won it before. <laughs> and I kind of like looked at the PR guy and like looked at my email and like wait a second, this was. The league saying this is his first one, but A.J. was convinced. So I got, I got to see if he's one offensive player of the month, but he has been awesome. He's a legit MVP candidate. But I also want to say, and we'll get more into this in tomorrow's show, this could be a big Devontae Smith game uh, because I can really see – and like Devontae Smith had a quiet 99 yards. I know I said 100 earlier this week, and 99 yards, a quiet 99 yards. But I got to think that teams are going to be – well, that the Cowboys are going to be like, let's not let A.J. Brown do this to us. And Devontae Smith can take advantage of them. And uh, Julio Jones is on the 53-man roster. Had that touchdown. Uh, man, I mean, Julio's coming. Julio's coming. There is so much respect for Julio in that locker room. If the players know, the players respect this guy to no end.
0: What do you mean by Julio's coming?
1: <laughs> I just meant like he's he's going to continue to kind of have. Do you think he's going to be a big part of the offense? No, I think he's going to have specific like that play that he caught the touchdown on was put in for Hoyle. Okay. He was the first read on that play. They repped it, rep after rep after rep in Friday session and boom, touchdown, big touchdown in the game. So I think that Hoyle is target be- of the game. I think Julio's going to continue to have a role
0: okay. on the Eagles. But Julio's coming. I mean, if he's two targets a game max. like If they're touchdowns, right? Okay. Make them
1: count. All right, so I'm going wide receivers. Hakeem Butler's coming. <laughs> There's eight people who understand that reference. <laughs> Hakeem Butler had, was put in for a fourth down in the 2020 season. I right? believe it's 20- the
0: only snap he played in his entire NFL Eagles, career.
1: The Eagles went for a fourth down at the goal line. <laughs> They put Key Butler in the game, and they threw him a fade in the corner. And It was incomplete, <laughs> but it was like it was like telegraphing it. One of the great plays Nolan. of all time. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to go offensive tackle here, and I'm going to go. O- right. I'm, I'm going to go offensive <laughs> tackle. Obviously, if Tyron Smith plays, it loses some of its luster. But Lane Johnson's in the lineup. By the way, uh, and this was a uh, a question Jimmy Kemsky asked actually both Mike McCarthy and Nick Sirianni yesterday was um Lane Johnson exited uh both Cowboys games last year right and like in the mid he had the concussion the first game and then the um the core or the uh what's the, what you was the know, specific flexor to, yeah, this, yeah. I, I forget the specific um, sports hernia uh, <laughs> the middle of his body yeah. uh he, he had that, that that injury last year and uh Hip so the flexor he, no, no there's like a specific thing Abdomen.
0: Uh, Belly button.
1: No, the the chat might know, but in any event,
0: don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you.
1: No, it wasn't the backside. Um, the the, the, the uh, not the addictor the adductor.
0: Oh, the well, adductor. Yes. Yeah, the adductor. Not uh, to be some. Not to be confused with the subtractor.
1: <laughs> I got him. I got him. <laughs> not me. That is let the let the let the. uh the listening audience, and we appreciate all the <laughs> listeners. By the way, I, I love, the, the viewers are great, but I know the listeners too. I want to show you guys some love, and and, and yeah, but I know well. Steve Cleff. Um, But that was not me laughing. That was Coach. Uh, so it's the first time you called him Coach Eric, Coach. However, we want to frame it. Um, but uh I I, I I I think that with Lane Johnson healthy enough here, Jordan Mailata on the left side. Um, that's going to be a huge matchup here against Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence.
0: Ah, this is tough. I could go... I could could make a stand and go quarterback.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, I could take a near-interior offensive line, but I don't think there's a huge difference there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Cornerback is a possibility. Would you take edge, even though one side has arguably the best pass rusher in the league, but the other side has two really good pass rushers. I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to put my faith in Josh Sweat, Wow. And Hassan Reddick over Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. Wow. Um, now, part of this is because I think they have a, a good chance to go against the Dallas tackles and, uh, I'm going to build my team the way that the Eagles build their team. I'm going to build that defensive line. Uh, I think if they're going to win this game, it's going to come by getting after Dak Prescott relentlessly. Uh, so give me the Eagles' edge rushers, Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick over Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. Well, going up against the Cowboys' tackles
1: uh, could, could certainly help, and and I think the Reddick Sweat combo is probably the best best edge rushing combo in the in the, in the league. Certainly, Bosa and Chase Young. Uh, Not even close. Bosa and Chase Young are really good. Uh, Bosa
0: is really good. Chase Young yeah. is fine.
1: Chase Young's pressures this year.
0: <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, Chase Young is just fine. Yeah. But uh, look, I, would, I mean, realistically, would probably, you know, I think you can make a case for Hassan Reddick over uh, Nick Bosa, but it's probably Bosa, yeah. Reddick, Sweat, Chase Young down here.
1: But um, Micah Parsons might be the best player in this game.
0: I think that's totally fair. So I'm happy to get Micah Parsons. Would you, we, we've, in the, in the uh, many sliding doors of the Eagles, how different would their franchise be if they had drafted Micah Parsons over Devontae Smith?
1: Hmm. That's a great question. It's a great question because then they don't sign Hassan Reddick the following year. Um, what do they do at wide receiver in, in the 2021 season? I mean, look. If if they knew Micah Parsons was good was was going to rush the quarterback like this, then he's. I mean, he he'd be a top five pick, right? Sure. He wouldn't yeah. have been Eagles' pick. What
0: a good what a good draft that was. Yeah,
1: um, but that's that's a huge sliding door. But also, him. if he
0: was viewed as an yeah. edge, they probably yeah. would have drafted him. Yeah. And if he was, now he was not considered though, a linebacker.
1: And, and look, I, I don't say this to take anything away from uh, Micah Parsons, but Devonte Smith there was also like a culture setting element to that pick too. You know, Heisman Trophy winner from the national champion. Um, but yeah, first pick
0: of the yeah, series yeah, on You're drafting exactly. a player who plays his position yeah. who's exactly what you want it to sure. be. But Howie Roseman's not passing up a, a guy know, who exactly. is the best edge rusher in football. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, it.
1: I mean, the Falcons wouldn't either, you know. So Kyle Pitts might have fallen down the board. Uh, <laughs> by the way, a uh, little flex here in the locker room yesterday. I'm working. Uh, I'm, I'm working to get some Micah Parsons. I don't want to say Intel, but like color, you know? And I want to leave no stone unturned. Uh, who do you think I spoke to in the in the locker room? Brett Brackett. No, Brett Brackett's not on the team. Okay. But close. Daniel Gallon. No, I would love to talk to Daniel Gallon. Just follow me on, on Instagram. Yeah.
0: How about that flex? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Brandon Smith. Keys? Oh, nice. Brandon Smith, who
1: played one year at Penn State with him and former teammate, at, uh, uh, but also like similar playing styles at Penn State, you know, athletic edge rushers. Uh Brandon Smith's playing more off ball linebacker for <clears> the Eagles <throat> here. Uh, but um speaking to Brandon Smith just about like how special Micah Parsons is and and actually Parsons kind of helped. Brendan Smith with a, with a few things earlier in his uh, career um, but uh, but just like the the type of you know Brendan Smith said he he knew back then that Micah Parsons like had this pass rushing element to him they didn't play that way at Penn State but, but what is that in a high failure school,
0: of the Penn State coaching staff
1: um, yeah, I mean, he he still rushed the quarterback some, but he played more off off ball. But he was a prolific edge rusher. Yeah, when
0: but was, I mean, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, you had the best like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pass rusher true. in college football, and they didn't let him rush the passer enough. Like that is a failure. It's a bad sure, job. Sure.
1: I mean, they they had some other good edge rushers, but you're right. You're absolutely right.
0: Okay, you're up. Okay. Um. So
1: I'm gonna go Eagles tight end.
0: Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, After all that, all that gassing up of all Jake that Ferguson. Of Jake
1: Ferguson, I like Dallas Goddard. I think offensive weapons are important here. Uh, I think that uh, I'm okay getting the Eagles. You know, I, I'm looking for spots where there are deltas. Um, certainly, uh, there are some spots where I I like the Cowboys personnel, but the Eagles are good at at, at that spot, and I think Dallas Goddard's in line. Have a good game if AJ Brown gets his attention. Dallas Goddard's one of the top five tight ends in the NFL from where I sit.
0: Okay. Bold. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take a stand. I'm taking Jalen Hurts over Dak Prescott. Um, the floor is yours. Jalen has struggled with turnovers this year. You know, a lot, a lot, some of those are incidental. Some of those are, are very squarely on him. Uh, Dak has done that as well. I just think that, that Jalen Hurts has more answers than Dak Prescott does. Um, even though Jalen Hurts is hampered by uh, whatever knee injury he is going through right now, and even though he's not really scrambling that much, um, I think he, just, he has more tools in his toolbox than Dak Prescott does. Uh, it's like, it's, it's, it's similar to what we were talking about with the pressures where, you know, Dak can get rid of the ball, but he's getting rid of the ball and throwing it six yards down the field. Right. I think Jalen is a, a, more of a big play hunter, which I appreciate. Um, I think he can get away from pressure a little bit more. Uh, I, and I just think that his ceiling is higher and I think he's a better player. Simple as that.
1: So we'll, we'll get to this in more depth tomorrow. But Jalen without running the ball against a Cowboys uh, defense that could potentially play more man, knowing that he's he's not going to run the way he he has in the past, does that change your view or the 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 way that Jalen threw the ball against Washington? He he won NFC Player of the Week, Offensive Player of the Week. Do you think that shows that like even when Jalen is not running, he is still so dangerous?
0: Yeah, I think he—I uh, don't know if it's going to be the same this week because the. I think the Cowboys' corners are better than the Commander's corners, right? Like, he, he might not have as much success just trusting guys to win 50-50 balls, right? Um, and I think it takes away some of what he can do. You know, people in the chat are talking about the, uh, the game plan from last year when it was, you know, don't block Michael Parsons, read him. Well, yep. if Jalen Hurts can't run— you can't really just do that.
1: Exactly. That's that's right? Exactly.
0: Um, it's going to change the game plan yes, 100%. there. Hundred so, um, percent. I think this is going to have to be a different kind of game plan if if they're not going to trust Jalen to run. I also think there's a bit of a uh, they could go a little possum here hmm. and like Jalen is hobbling, but you got to you got a buy coming up. You know, let's call a couple of those draws that they don't see coming because Jalen's willing to put it on, pull it all out there because this is a you know a de facto playoff game, right? Hmm. Um. I just think that he, he offers a little bit more than Dak does. And I think Dak is, he's just, he's plateaued a little bit. And mm. I don't think that, I think that Jalen continues to add minor things to his game.
1: And y- all, all valid points there, you referenced this earlier in the show. It is odd how few Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott games there have been. Yeah. yeah,
0: considering their history, against they played other. one game together yep. against each other. That was the uh, the famous Deshaun Jackson yep. uh, game down in Dallas, he had, where he had a touchdown nice. and then <laughs> suffered an injury, and that was it. Uh, but they haven't like wait no, Jalen. I, I thought that was it. No, no, that that, oh, that, that was wasn't not Dak. Dak.
1: Dak was out that season.
0: Oh, that's right. It was the 2021 season. 2021. Okay, yeah. but yeah, so they didn't play last year. It was Cooper Rush, and then it was Gardner yeah. Minshew. So uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a fun head to head battle. Okay. All right, Zach. Before you uh, make your pick, let me quickly tell you about Foco. Foco, as everybody knows, who's been watching. I feel like Foco. I think we've had a Foco read every single show.
1: I appreciate I think, their. I think their loyal, are, yeah. We
0: appreciate their support. Yeah, they are. They are our Cal Ripken. Foco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season. Overall, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for a game. <coughs> Excuse me. Foco has hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our sets. Foco always has our back for Philly sports. And they have yours, too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code P H L Y for ten percent off. All right, Zach, here on the board. So
1: there's a lot of positions where there's there's uh, similarities here, and I'm not, I'm gonna go with with one where maybe the Eagles are better, but the Eagles haven't shown that they're better yet, right? And that's because I'm still waiting to see how Kevin Byard looks. So I'm going with Dallas's safeties here. Interesting. Uh, and Malik Hooker is somebody who I. Uh, probably have a soft spot for former first I've round. You've Googled pick. him all the time. What's that? I Google Malouk Hooker all the time. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> is that like a hooker joke or something? It is a hooker okay. joke, yes. <laughs>
0: it's
1: not a very funny one, but
0: okay. As you chuckle to yourself. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I,
1: I just think that, that there's more continuity there. Hooker, J-Ron, uh, curse, um, you know, in, in that, uh, Dan Quinn, uh, defense, Dan, Dan Quinn has, historically has made safeties look good. He he's he's good at kind of using the the hybrid safeties as well. Uh, and Blankenship was a little too inconsistent last week. Like I said, I'm still waiting to see Bayard. Bayard, as you can see on allphly.com, when you uh, both did the the uh, Q and A about 28 interceptions against 20 quarterbacks, and Dak Prescott, he's gotten what three times? Three times. Yes. Three times. Yeah. So. Perhaps this is a this is a big game for uh for Bayard, but I'm going with Cowboy safeties
0: here. Um Okay. I if I were you, I feel like I would have gone corner. So I'm gonna do that. Um okay. I'm taking the Eagles corners. Now, Daron Bland has had an awesome year. Three touchdowns on interceptions, four inter- interceptions overall. Baldy talked about him mm-hmm. this week, how he's like he's their defensive MVP. Stefan Gilmore has a long period of Good play in this league, but he's he's older just like Darius Slay and James Bradbury are. We don't know what their plan is gonna be at nickel this week, but I think that the combination of Slay and Bradbury I just I trust more than than Bland and Gilmore. So I'm gonna take the, the Eagles corners. Okay. Uh that's
1: that's fair. Uh now now Gilmore, you know, established player, former defensive player of the year. Uh the injury to to Diggs is significant there. Now they got Jordan Lewis playing in the slot. Um uh, well okay, I can see what you did there. Uh I will go with Eagles interior offensive line. Okay. And of course we don't know yet about Cam Jurgens. Uh but
0: Turkeys what, what Turkeys would you put on Jurgens playing this week? Go 50-50 at this point. Wow. Take a stance, man. I don't have a strong stance right now.
1: Right? I don't want to speak out of turn. I don't know. I sp- Saul Camp Juergens in the locker room yesterday. I'm not asking for
0: your reporting. I'm asking for your crystal ball eagling.
1: I don't have a – it would be my – You have no feeling in your bones either way. I have no feeling in my bones either way Okay. right now. Look, I don't know. I haven't seen him on the field in five weeks. So in – oh, my phone, my watch is dead. In an hour and a half, uh, I will see – or in an hour, 135. What good is a watch
0: for you if you can die? You know? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I didn't charge it last night. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: I think I, earlier in the week, I thought that Jergens was going to play right now. I'm, I'm tilting towards mm. thinking he's not going to play. Mm. Seems like I got some Intel. I don't have any Intel. I'm simply <laughs> just telling you how I feel, which is how, what I asked you to do, but you have no feeling.
1: I, I, I don't have a strong feeling.
0: All right. Let's uh, let's try to expedite the end of this okay. a little bit. Three positions left linebacker, running back and special teams uh the Cowboys actually have uh pretty good special teams just like the Eagles so far this season I think sixth in DVOA I'm gonna go ahead and uh, pull a Zach Berman here I'm taking DeAndre Swift hmm. over Tony Pollard or Pony okay. Tollard well Swift on is gonna you're...
1: have a big game against this run defense so I,
0: I think I think there's a chance for that um I think I think there's a chance you know I, I have keep saying this that like maybe this will be the DeAndre Swift game the Eagles have not sort of unstuck their running game over the past few games this is a chance for them to really i imagine that's going to be a big emphasis this week in practice is you know jeff stoutland hammering these guys on on getting these things corrected and uh, i think there's a chance for for swift to have a, a big game in like what's what's the biggest game that a philly guy could have a home game against the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can I can sort of see this being like the the story after the game. You've already written your DeAndre Swift post-game story, but this could be like the, the DeAndre the Swift in in Eagles Cowboys gets to, you know, makes makes his uh, you know, makes his lasting memory. Um, fair enough. So, uh I'm down the linebacker
1: and special teams. Correct. Uh the DVOA for the Eagles special teams is number 3 this year, I believe. Um and or this, but this yeah and then the Cowboys is number six. The Cowboys have a more electric re- returner. I don't know where I stand on the Cowboys linebackers. Uh, where do you stand on the Cowboys linebackers compared to the Eagles linebackers?
0: You're up, my friend. Yeah, I'm up. I'm not giving you the okay. answers to the test. Okay.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go Eagles special teams. Um, they've uh, they've played well uh, this year. Jake Elliott is money in Philly. Uh, or he's been he's been he's, he's he's been money this year from from distance. Uh, Britton Covey's had some decent returns. One thing to to note: Boston Scott, the Eagles' kickoff returner, was uh, not at the building yesterday, or, or he he went out of practice yesterday for personal reasons. Uh, so we'll see today when they get out there.
0: Hmm. Okay, uh, I will close it out with I'll take the Cowboys' linebackers over the Eagles. Uh, love the spelling of Marquise Bell's name. That's on my radar. Mark, and then the Q comes in. Okay, you know you don't you don't skip to the Q. You get the K for the Mark part, and then you get the Q in there. Um, Florida A&M. Is that I right? think that's right. Okay, uh, this is more of a bet against the Eagles linebackers than it is a bet on the Cowboys linebackers. Um, plus, I'm going to at some point just include the fact that Micah Parsons does sometimes play linebacker for them, and so that's a big uh, no, big notch in my you favor. You can't
1: do that. We've already established this.
0: Okay, so to run this down, Zach has essentially... The, the offenses are interesting. It's, it's uh, I, have the, I have Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, and the rest of the Cowboys offense. So if, if Jerry Jones actually drafted Jalen Hurts, you would see that, yes. Right, and you have Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard and the entire rest of the Eagles offense, which is a pretty good situation to be in, I would say. Uh, On defense, I've got the Eagles defensive line and the Eagles secondary. I've got basically the Eagles entire defense except for the Cowboys linebackers, and you've got the Cowboys entire defense except for the Eagles linebackers. So it's going to be a fun one to follow. Now, in special teams, you've got the Eagles. I've got the Cowboys. There you go. Uh, Anything else you want to get to? Here's the, here's the one Sirianni thing that, that uh, was popping in my head sure. last night. Um, of all the things, like the way things went over the first couple of years, one of, one of the things that uh, occurred to me that would like never have worked as well under McDaniels as it did under Sirianni, the flowers. Like the rebounding from that initial adversity, I feel like with McDaniels at the helm, there's no rebound. Like I think I I do not think that he is a guy wired to turn things around like that. I think he is a front runner.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I I've I've read a decent amount of coverage in the past twenty four hours. Very good,
0: Vic Tafur column on yeah. the Athletic. Yes, agreed. Um. And a really a really good. I think Greg Rosenthal tweeted this, but like, it is so indicative. It is it is almost always the case that the guys who are the most. Uh, like aggressively anti-media in public are always the guys who leak the most and are trying to control the narrative as much as possible. Yes.
1: Agree with you there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if McDaniels would have used the flower analogy though.
0: Well, uh, He wouldn't have, he would have have just been cursing uh, everybody out and saying, you know, my way or the highway, if you can't get on board, get out of town. Yeah. Like exactly. I, I don't think, like, the the whole
1: Patriots thing would have gone over well in Philly either. You know, I don't think Philly yeah, would have, like, worshipped at the altar of uh, Bill Belichick. Unlike you. Worship, I respect what he's done, though, as a football guy, for sure. Mm, okay.
0: <laughs> All right, Zach. That's uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the PHLY Eagles podcast. We are back tomorrow at 2 o'clock for our Crystal Bald Eagle predictions, uh, another episode addition of Goose Wisely, all that good stuff. And we're going to talk about when the Eagles have the ball. We'll have a little bit more information. Maybe Zach can jump off the fence on who's going to be right guard on Sunday.
1: I will be at practice today and I'll have more intel uh later on YouTube and all our check out uh, the YouTube shorts. All our yeah. social media channels.
0: All right. So for Eric and Zach, I am Bowie. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, And the Steve Klepp episode is finally in your ears. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you.